Welcome to our Harvest Festival, no, yes, Harvest Festival service led by Karen. Um, I have a few notices for you this morning. Seating has been returned to our original pre-pandemic layout, but with greater distance between rows. Seating on the left, that's your left, can be used for those still wishing to socially distance themselves. Cards are available which can be placed on the seat next to you so that it will remain empty. The one-way system is no longer in place. Entry and exit is from the same door. The collection plate has now been placed in the foyer at the end, as you enter. This is in place of the exit collection as we intend to present the collection during the service as we used to do pre-pandemic. Worshippers can now opt whether or not to wear face masks in church. However, you are asked to wear them during the singing of hymns. Harvest collection envelopes can be brought back next week. There are still some available. The Wellness Cafe is now open for business. Um, that's on Wednesdays and Thursdays between 10am and noon. There is a regular offering of items uh, to purchase plus a specials board, all at reasonable prices. Karen's Island Parish shows will continue to be shown for the next two Wednesdays, September the 22nd and 29th at 2pm. Episode 1 is not available to stream. That was meant to be a joke. <laughs> everyone is available, everyone is welcome. Giving envelopes, there are some... Uh, now available to collect, and they are on the chairs at the, in the foyer. If you normally give by this method, and you haven't been given one today, the, the envelopes are all in alphabetical order, in, and so just take a look and pick one up. Have I done that? Oh, and thank you for the lovely display. I'm now going to hand you over for a minute to Chris, who wants to say a word, and then I'll come back and do the prayer. As some of you probably know, we used to do a craft on a Thursday afternoon before the pandemic. Just want to let you only know that we're going to be starting that again this Thursday, from Hoppus 1 till 3. And it's available to everybody, whether you're doing knitting, sewing, painting, colouring, tapestry, cross-stitch, it doesn't matter what you do. Or even if you've got a little hobby that you like doing, please come along and join us. Or if you don't want to do any, it's fine. Still come and have a chat and a brew. And then there might be something you think, oh, I won't mind having a go at that. So, you know, if you feel like that you, you want to come along, please do. It's going to be once a fortnight, starting next Thursday from one hoppers one till three. Okay. OK. 
Okay, back to me. I have been a bit of a rebel. Two weeks ago, I was very prepared and had my prayer ready. But then I found another one. <laughs> so, they're both very small, but I'm going, so I'm going to do them both quickly. But one was quite appropriate to the way I was feeling when I found it. So, let's take a moment to pray. So, prayer one is called Life's Lessons. After a while, you learn the difference between holding a hand and chaining a soul. You learn that love isn't leaning, but lending support. You begin to accept your defeats with the grace of an adult and not the grief of a child. You decide to build your roads on today, for tomorrow's ground is too uncertain. You help someone plant a garden instead of waiting for someone to bring you flowers. And you learn that God has given you the strength to endure and that you really do have worth. Moving on to prayer two. Lord, we thank you for the transformation of a shriveled seed into food or flower, the movement of night today, and your eternal love seen in Jesus. May we be transformed to fruitfulness, become light for others, and know that your love is broader, life higher, wider, and deeper than we will ever comprehend. Amen. Good morning, everyone. And can I just congratulate Sue on growing into the role of a steward? It's not easy to come out and do things that you haven't done before, and you're doing a grand job, Sue, so keep it up. Today, we gather together in a variety of ways that we can. We'll be spending time asking ourselves, what are the next steps for us? In a time when making plans have felt like an act of foolish hope, when holidays are cancelled, celebrations unable to happen, loved ones lost, when returning to a way of life with much more freedom seems on the horizon, we look back at where we've been, where we are now, and where we hope to go, and who we will go with. As we worship today, we may feel our own steps becoming clearer, perhaps a prompting to try something different or even get more involved in a community or a church project. Today, we will get to know the community of Nakai, and we may, you may feel prompted to find out more about All We Can, the Methodist um, organization that works with some of the poorest countries in the world. Uh, you may want to pray for the charity's work or sign up as a regular gift offering and journey alongside people that we will meet today. 
So let's worship together as we bring our harvest gifts. Let's step into global community together as we meet the community from Nakai in Zimbabwe who've devised our service resources today. Let's, let's step into fellowship as we lament, we worship, we listen and respond to our loving God. Our call to worship is from Psalm 63, verses 1 to 4, and we're going to read it together. As we say, You, God, are my God. Earnestly I seek you. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you. In a dry and parched land where there is no water, I have seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and your glory. Because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. I will praise you as long as I live, and in your name I will lift up my hands. We sing, come ye thankful people, come. We stand as you're able.
Where have you been? As the psalmist cries to God and asks, how long must we wait? Will God forget him forever? And asks, where is God? We too can cry out to our loving God. Lament leads us closer to a closer relationship with God because we're not hiding anything from him. How often are we asked, how are you? And we all go, I'm fine, when really inside your heart is saying something completely different. We don't need to hide from God. God knows us inside out. So also, let's try and be more open with one another. And maybe go, I'm okay, rather than, I'm fine. Today, we come as we are, carrying pain, struggle, grief, disappointment, and weariness. Before we can look ahead, we look back and name the parts of life which are hard for us and weigh heavily on our hearts. Where have you been? What has happened that you need to lament? We're going to meet somebody now from the community of Nakai. Shapikai lives in Nakai. She's a widow and mother to four daughters. As Shapikai looked back at where she'd been before working with All We Can's local partner, she said, When my husband died in 2016, I felt like I was nowhere. I almost went a little mad. And it was a tough time for me. What has been tough for you? Let us lament. Think of what's been difficult over the last few years. What has been heavy on your heart? What has made you cry out to God? But you know, we can cry out to God because that's faith. And we're going to say together now a prayer of faith. If you would respond with the words in bold. Lord, you have always given bread for the coming day. And though I am poor, today I believe. Lord, you've always given strength for the coming day. And though I am weak, today I believe. Lord, you've always given peace for the coming day. And though of anxious heart, today I believe. Lord, you've always kept me safe in trials. And now, tired as I am, today I believe. Lord, you've always marked the road for the coming day. And though it may be hidden, today I believe. Lord, you've always lightened this darkness of mine. And though the night is here, today I believe. Lord, you have always spoken when time was ripe. And though you may be silent now, today I will believe. Now I'm going to hand over to Kath.
Now we're going to think about where we are now. And we're thinking about uh, today the community um, in Zimbabwe in Africa. You've already met um, the lady there. Um, and if Georgia, if you'll just put the, the images up, just um, there's no set image for what I'm saying, but just, just generally put the images up. So the southern part of Nakai in particular faces challenges stemming from the climate crisis. Dry lands and limited access to water have a big impact on the lives of the community. Distances of two to ten kilometres a walk to get water supplies. I can't imagine doing that. The land has suffered from poor farming practices. But All We Can's local partner, Hefo, know that the words of Isaiah 61 verse 11 are true. For as the soil makes the sprout come up and a garden causes seeds to grow, so the sovereign Lord will make righteousness and praise spring up before all nations. Hefo help communities like those in Nakai by teaching climate resilient, sustainable farming practices and increasing access to clean and safe water, as well as livestock production. In a region where lengthy dry spells can make them susceptible to, to droughts, accessing clean water is vital for the health of the community, their livelihoods and the animals they are rearing. The impact of COVID-19 on the community has made it difficult for farmers to travel and sell produce. Community development projects have faced interruptions and delays Let's look around our community. Where are the important places to us? What do you love about our community? What are the challenges our community are facing, especially as a result of COVID-19? A burning issue for many communities is the rising demand for food banks. And we as a congregation like to support our local one at Brown Edge. This is where all our harvest food gifts are going today. And I'm just going to ask Sue to bring forward the, the food gifts that everybody's brought this morning. And we do say a big thank you. And I'm sure the food bank will be so pleased to, to receive everything. And just before they're, they're put out for display and we sing our next hymn, I just want to say a prayer. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for all these gifts that people have brought this morning. And we pray, Lord, that even though we know that food banks shouldn't be necessary, we thank you for the food bank at, at Brown Edge St Mary's. We thank you for all the people who volunteer there, all the people who really care about the, the people who, who come and access the the food bank and we pray for the people who will receive this food that it will make a difference and that your love will be shown through that food we pray these things in the name of Jesus amen amen we're going to sing our next hymn now uh, 130 in singing the faith it's up on the screen we plow the fields and scatter
<laughs> and now Marlene's going to come and, and uh, read our readings for us. Thank you, Marlene. reading this morning is from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 17, verses 20 to 22. It is the opening of the passage entitled, The Coming of the Kingdom of God. Once, having been asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, Jesus replied, The kingdom of God does not come with your careful observation, Nor will people say, here it is, or there it is, because the kingdom of God is within you. Then he said to his disciples, the time is coming when you will long to see one of the days of the Son of Man, but you will not see it. Amen. And our second reading is from the book of Revelation, chapter 21 verses 1 to 5. And this is the introduction to the section headed The New Jerusalem. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Now the dwelling of God is with men, and he will live with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Sue, Marlene and Linda. We come to our sermon now, which is based on a reflection by the Reverend Kate Coleman, who was born and raised in Ghana, but now lives in the UK. What are you going to do next? Waiting. It's not easy, is it? Waiting for the sermon to start. Waiting for Christmas. Waiting to be able to live differently. Everything is a waiting game. But if we're not careful, we are forever waiting for the future that we miss 
what's actually happening right now under our own noses. The approach to harvest is always characterized by waiting. Farmers wait for full growth, maturity, and yield. As much as they might like to plant seeds one day and reap the next, wouldn't we all, they know that reaping is a process at harvest time. They must plant a seed and then be persistent and patient, yet fully expecting a harvest in time. But this kind of waiting can't afford to be a passive, twiddling the thumbs kind of wait. This wait must be active. There are things to do like weeding and steps that must be taken to ensure a healthy harvest. And then there are the decisions to be made and opportunities to explore post-harvest. The reading from Revelation is a reminder for us of what we are waiting for in kingdom terms. We read of a new heaven and a new earth. Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people and he will dwell with them. They will be his people and God himself will be with them and be their God. He'll wipe every tear away from their eyes. There'll be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. For the old order of things has passed away. What a picture. What a hope. But what about now? What happens while we wait? Well, Luke 17, that Marlene read so nicely, is a reminder that there's little time for passivity while we wait. When asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, Jesus said, The coming of the kingdom of God is not something that can be observed. Nor will people say, here it is or there it is. Because the kingdom of God is in our midst. There's little time for passivity or inactivity while we wait. Because the king who will be fully revealed in Revelation 21 is already on his throne reigning right now. Somewhat like the seed and the harvest, the kingdom is now and not yet. It's a current reality, but there is a fullness to come. God reigns today, but one day his reign will be globally visible. Like the believers of old, we live in challenging times characterized by death, mourning, crying, and pain. The very opposite of what's expressed in Revelation 21. But like them, we hope that God will intervene and bring about a better world, one in which we're liberated from our very human struggles and fears. But instead of waiting until all is revealed we can experience and express signs of the kingdom right now. Today, because the kingdom of God is among and is within each one of us, just as it was for those believers of old, it is the same now. While we wait for the full expression of the kingdom, 
we're invited to participate in spreading and introducing the kingdom reign of our king wherever we can through expressions of care and love and commitment. And precisely because the kingdom of heaven is among or indeed within us in a world where the kingdom sometimes seems far away and even absent at times, we, we, each one of us, become the means through which God's kingdom is manifested. As we live out Christ's rule, as we pray, and as we follow the leading of the Spirit and engage in whatever God is doing, it's then that God's kingdom is made manifest. No matter what is happening, God's presence and his kingdom is still active. Every time somebody acts out of love, every time something is put right and justice is served, no matter how small, God's kingdom is experienced and expressed. Where there is love, God's kingdom is experienced and expressed. Every now and again, farmers have to adopt new approaches, design new tools and change their mindsets in order to work in environments that are fundamentally changing. Those who wrestle with the worst effects of climate change fully understand this. They need to change what they do and how they do it to cope with the changing environment. For us, our job description remains the same. To experience God's kingdom rule within us and to express God's kingdom rule and his intentions around us. The approach and the tools we use to do this may need to adapt to a new reality and to the demands of a changing context and environment. Thankfully, it's not all down to us. The Holy Spirit is already at work in the world around us and our task is simply to find out what he's doing and to join in with the Holy Spirit's work. So, what are your next steps? What about mine? If you want to know what the Holy Spirit is up to today and where he may be tomorrow, you may be surprised to find the answers in the past. Many of us have not really looked back since COVID began. We've been waiting and waiting and waiting mostly for it to pass, surviving or planning for the future. But God has been at work, and there are steps we are being called to take next. I wonder, what have you learned from the past season that will enable you to sow more efficiently, invest more wisely, so that you can nurture and support others beyond yourself more meaningfully? Hopefully, we have learned that as believers, we need to be more empowering, more collaborative, more inclusive, and more diverse, ethnically, culturally, and all the rest. And that we need to be orientated to addressing the kind of issues that were highlighted during uh, COVID, such as the increasing gap between the world's richest 
and the poorest, the climate crisis, the global nature of racism, domestic abuse, and the dangers of celebrity cultures in churches and Christian organizations. Reverend Coleman believes the reign of God comes into effect when the church embraces the incredible opportunity to model a Christ-like approach to a watching world. When we reclaim territory around truth, integrity, justice, and salvation, when we embrace the opportunity to speak in fresh ways to the full spectrum of human experience, tragedy, pain, loss, and despair, but also recovery, renewal, healing, and hope. When we also demonstrate the value of learning from those we traditionally believed need to learn from us, Let's remember that what is new for us isn't new for everyone. Uncertainty and instability have been normal life for many Christians the world over. Brothers and sisters living with great uncertainty, instability, and under the shadow of oppression, aggression, or the physical suffering of war and oppressive regimes seldom ask, where is God in our suffering? Instead, they assume God's presence and seek out God's favor in the midst of all of it. Surely we can learn from their spirituality and tenacity. As you consider partners overseas and at home, commit yourselves not just to give to them, but also to learn from them. As we come alongside them, and take steps towards recovery together in the face of the climate crisis, the dehumanizing effects of material poverty, and more, let's commit ourselves to experiencing and expressing the the reign of God among and within us in ways that impact injustices, resist darkness, adjust circumstances, and transforms lives. Like farmers, the task for us remains the same today as it has ever been. We must deploy new tools and approaches in creative ways for the sake of God's now but not yet kingdom. And after all has been said and done, we must ready ourselves to take our next God-inspired steps. The response... Who are you travelling with? We're going to explore as we watch a short film. Thank you, Georgia. HAFO is a faith-based organisation where we're operating from Gai. We've selected only five wards. Our main vision is to see their dignity being retained back.
What we are actually doing here, we are practicing conservation agriculture, where we adopt the basin method of producing vegetables. The reason why we adopted this method is to save our resources, which are water, manure, labor, and space. Mushawunonzwa so go stintjile isimo ebesiyisosona ezimbilweni zethu. Ingadi yethu leyi, endiyisibonelo esikhule esabelweni lapha abantu bonke bayifisa ukuthi ingadi leyi nga iyabuya kwezabi zabelo. Sinokuthaba lokujabula. Hayi ngokulima kuphela lokufuna. Eh ngizama ukuthi nja umhlobo wazo. Ukuze zibele imali inzuzo ephezulu. Murimi don't journey alone through life. Being rooted in a community and the fellowship of our church is an important part of our own walk of faith. Who are you traveling along with? Will you choose to walk alongside the community of Nakai as they take their next steps towards recovery and resilience? For women like Veta and Shupikai, learning farming techniques that are sustainable allow them to take their own next steps towards self-reliance and independence, but it also has a positive impact on their families. Veta's granddaughters and Shupikai's daughters are following in their footsteps. They're passing on their knowledge and investing in the young in the, the young girls in their lives. This is kingdom building, leaving a legacy. Last year, many of you um, offered to give six pounds a month to help um, get bicycles in Uganda. And this time, if there's others who would like to give six pounds a month that can help two farmers in Zimbabwe, picture Veti and Shupikai. 
these are two of the farmers that £6 a month will impact either that or a donation, a single donation. Your regular gift is a statement that you want to walk alongside vulnerable com- communities like Nakai as they navigate the effects of COVID and climate change. So what will your next steps be? We are going to dedicate our giving envelopes now, our own, ones, our own offering from the church, as well as the um, harvest offerings. If you haven't got or weren't prepared for your harvest offering today, it's okay, Sue, stand still. Um, you are able to bring your envelopes back next week. So thank you, Sue. And if you'd like to bring the other plate up as well. Oh, they're both together. Lovely. Thank you. So we're going to say together the prayer as we say, Gracious God, guide the way as we take the next steps in our walk with you. Lead us towards justice. Show us the path of abundant love. Set our feet on the road towards building your kingdom. May our next step follow yours and our hearts be turned outwards as we love by following your example. In Jesus' name, amen. And we also praise you and thank you for all those that pay by direct debit or standing order um, that are also donations each week, week by week. So we thank you and praise you. Bless the givers of all these gifts and may they be used for your glory and for growing your kingdom. In your name we pray. Amen. And just before Kath leads us in the prayers of intercession, I do want to say it's lovely to see some of the children back with us. So hopefully they too will grow each week as we um, see them back again. We're going to say our prayers for other people now. There's a a response on the screen in in the bold type. When I say, the Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in him, if you can reply, though they may stumble, they will not fall, for the Lord upholds them with his hand. Let's pray. Loving God, we pray for ourselves our loved ones and community. As we look ahead, we ask that you will light the way for us and continue to draw us closer to you. We pray for people, members of our church family in hospital and we pray for Pat Bertram and for Ellen Savage. We thank you for members of our community who continue to serve in frontline services. Give them rest and encouragement. The Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in him. Though they may stumble, they will not fall, for the Lord upholds them with his hand. Merciful God, we lift up our leaders to you as they guide our nation. We pray that you'll give them wisdom, compassion and willing ears to listen. We pray that they will be able to find the balance of championing our country while being a caring and generous global neighbour. The Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in him.
Though they may stumble, they will not fall, for the Lord upholds them with his hand. Gracious God, we pray for All We Can's local partner, Hefo, and the community of Nakai. We thank you for this fruitful partnership and pray that it will flourish as they walk together. We pray for the community projects that Hefo run and all the members who take part. We ask, Lord, that the gifts that have been given today will be an encouragement to the farmers like Veta and Shupakai as they work to grow their farms and their livelihoods. The Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in him. Though they may stumble, they will not fall, for the Lord upholds them with his hand. <coughs> Creator God, we are sorry for the times when we've not looked after and protected the beautiful world you've given us. We pray for the Climate Change Conference taking part in Glasgow in November. We thank you for the commitment of the countries, organisations and campaigners coming together to inspire meaningful action to com combat the climate crisis. We pray that it will be a marker in the sand and a significant step towards tackling the devastation caused by climate change. The Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in him. Though they may stumble, they will not fall, for the Lord upholds them with his hand. And let's bring all our prayers together in the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. And now we're going to sing our final hymn, uh, number 663 in Singing the Faith, or up on the screen, I, the Lord of Sea and Sky.
May the God of all bless you and lead you as you take your next steps. May you know the loving guidance of your Saviour today, tomorrow and always. Amen. Amen. And let's bless one another with the words of the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. And a big thank you to everybody who's helped put the service together. Thank you very much.